0: Okay.
1: Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day, wherever you are, and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I am your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. I'm, of course, uh, expecting to be joined by Mr. Ron Edwards here momentarily, and uh, we will uh, hopefully get him on board. Uh, Just ever so briefly, uh, when we get that opportunity, not sure what's going on. Ordinarily, we've got him on right before showtime, but he's probably hung up with a little something. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully, we will get him on board here uh, very soon. And meanwhile, uh, I want to give a uh, special thanks to everybody who is uh, joining me live. Uh, The BTR chat room is slowly starting to fill up. In fact, we've just got uh, Cajun hopping on right now. And it sounds as if my good friend, the uh, great American patriot, the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, and the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience is joining us now. Uh, Ron, uh, once again, thank you ever so much for joining me as uh, you uh, give up a large large piece of your time to come hang out with us on Wednesday evenings. Uh, How are you
2: doing today? Well, very, very, very well. Uh, Wonderful uh, day. And, uh, well, it doesn't seem like a large amount of time because I tell you, this is the fastest hour I spend every Wednesday. It goes by like a lickety-split, I tell you. And, uh, again, as I always say, thank you so much.
1: All right. Well, naturally, we we normally try to get – Three, maybe four topics in, and we'll shoot for uh, we'll shoot for that again. I think we might be able to hit it today because I want to start off with a couple of lightweight items, uh, mm-hmm. but these are both items, however, that ordinarily we really would question, is this even newsworthy you know, but these are the kinds of stories that are in fact indicative of where the culture war is going and how folks are working for the leftists to try and control the culture, a little bit of cultural engineering and a little bit of restriction of information and a little bit of uh, gaslighting, too, as we change the definition of words, which is a common tactic for the left. So we'll start with the changing of definitions. Uh, Ron, I'm sure by now you've heard that dictionary.com has – actually went ahead and changed the definition of court packing, uh, at least according to them as a source. Uh, they've even responded to it by saying, language evolves, so do we. Uh, <laughs> like the evolution here is, um, how much can we lie about things? <laughs> anyway, I'd love to get your thoughts on this one before we get too far into the heavier stuff later.
2: Well, it just goes to show... Um, how they're allowed to just whatever push the envelope, push the uh, the language, push the definitions. Uh, they rule the dictionaries. They rule the mo- the modern translations translations of the Bible. Uh, they rule. They rule. They rule. Um, they're allowed to get away with the bull bull crap. And and until we stop it, I mean, things already have their definitions and uh, meanings and principles are already in place. And we have to stop allowing these ghoulish individuals. Um, stop allowing them from pushing uh, the society in the direction they desire for their uh, nefarious means, so or desires or whatever. We have got to just stop it.
1: Right. Well, let me play devil's advocate for a second, uh, sure. and uh, let's let's pretend <laughs> like the folks at Dictionary. dot com are being legitimate. Ooh, the language evolves, and so do we. Uh, now we know that this actually is coming from a place where. Uh, there's a natural uh, – we'll call it a consequence even though uh, it's not really a consequence except, of course, from – if you happen to be leftist and not real happy with the things you're going. But they wanted to change the term court packing, and uh, the accusations became as – during the late stages of the election cycle, we were constantly saying that uh, it's, a lot of folks on the left are suggesting that they should try court packing. They're not going to like court packing, especially if we get Amy Cody Barrett uh, up on the Supreme Court. So then the question uh, quickly became – how do you feel about court packing Joe Biden? How do you feel about court packing every person that ran for office on a Democratic ticket? And very few, if any, actually uh, wanted to answer the question at all because they didn't want to go on the record. But let's pretend for a second that they legitimately think that that's how language evolves because the left then came and said, no, no, we're not about adding more seats. Court packing is what's happening now. Donald Trump is court packing by filling the seats that were left vacant, literally doing his constitutional job. Uh, is there any way at all that I could legitimately uh, be an arbitrary party and believe that this is a legitimate step in changing the language, so therefore a change in the definition is called for?
2: Now you're speaking in reference to what Trump did. Am I correct?
1: Well, actually, I'm still speaking in reference to where the, uh, the folks at dictionary.com decided how they wanted to change the definition, which is what the left did in response to Donald Trump. The left started oh. saying that Trump was court packing, and that's reflected in the new definition, okay. according to them. Uh, is there okay. any way, as a, a third party, uh, non uh, uber leftist with an agenda, that I might legitimately think that now would be that time to make the change?
2: I don't think so. Uh, not if you know the truth, not if you know better. If you understand um, what t- Donald Trump did and when he did it and why he did it, I mean, that was, that's his job. There was an empty seat and he filled it. That is not packing. Um, and for them to get away with, um, with this, with a lot of Americans, is because they're taking advantage of an increasingly ignorant uh, population. But that doesn't change the reality, the baseline reality that it's still wrong. Just because people are stupid and they don't know, or they're ignorant and they don't know, doesn't mean it's uh, any less uh, incorrect.
1: Right. I mean, I, I know uh, folks like yourself and myself, uh, we've been saying for quite a while now that if all these leftists are really that mad about <laughs> Donald Trump filling these seats. The person they needed to be mad at was Barack Obama because he's the one who left them all open. Uh, what, what is it? <laughs> Nearly seventy percent of the the positions he's filled were vacant for a majority of the Obama uh, term. I mean, come on! How can you be mad at Trump for doing his job just because your guy didn't? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I don't. Well, if you're that crazy and you're thinking, you can get, and it's I, I, you know, it's fake anger, yeah. and they're getting away. See, they see. The thing is. They know what they're doing. And it's just like when they take these stupid polls and the people that believe them and follow them are the ignorant, the incurably ignorant masses. And this is what the, de- the Democrats uh, utilize to make their advancements. They cannot make advancements in a truly educated society. I mean, truly educated uh, with a moral fiber. They can't do it. Pinned upon their friends in the education Area, which is now the indoctrination uh, centers of america to do their job to stupefy individuals so that you know they're all balkanized and they they buy into the uh to the bilge that the democrats and uh, their leftist and you know and the media are putting out so and then that's why they can say once you're dummy down into believing a certain way well polls Indicate that people believe this. Well, if you're stupefied into believing it, of course you're going to believe it. And that's that, that's how the, the Democrats make their advancement, based upon stupidity or ignorance or indoctrination, uh, which causes both. And therefore, they make their advancements to the detriment of all of us. So... Yeah.
1: It it is definitely still uh, the same old playbook, though, and that is we win the arguments in our own mind by virtue of controlling the language. If we can change what the uh, definition of the word is, is, uh, then uh, we've got uh, Bill Clinton running around having done nothing wrong either. uh, Okay, Uh, another just kind of a quick hit thing that I saw out there that, again, completely, completely – uh, fully expected. Not a surprise. Uh, same old operation. Uh, we were uh, we were informed uh, over the weekend that YouTube will eventually be censoring content that is still questioning the outcome of the 2020 election. Now, of course, YouTube has the right to do whatever it wants to do, and we've got a right not to do anything with them, if we so choose. Uh, but... Uh, My my first statement on this, Ron, is that if you've done nothing wrong and if you've got nothing to hide, you don't censor people. You let them make their allegations, and then you respond to them strongly if you even need to. Sometimes you don't. Uh, If you have an information platform, which YouTube is supposed to be, I mean it's entertainment, it's information, it's all these things that it really could be a great platform if they wanted to, and initially I think kind of was okay. But now – They want to control what information is available. They're going to censor. They're going to knock you out there. I've been getting all kinds of strange uh, little emails from them myself here lately and uh, just weird stuff, copyright stuff that – associated with wrong uh, music. It's like, I I don't use any of that music. No, that's not right. And then I had an age restriction put on a show uh, uh, not too long ago where literally uh, I've had other shows where I could say, uh, okay, we might have slipped a word here or there that might make it inappropriate if you're young enough, but uh, (laughs) this show, nothing. Nothing along those lines, what's the problem? But at any rate, what is the fear we already know the answer, but I'm going to let you uh, have your say. What is the fear YouTube has in allowing people to question the outcome? It just seems like if you're so competent, you got no reason to censor that language.
2: It's not about fear. It's about what they can get away with. Because as you and I have both said in our own way a billion times – they're doing what they can get away with, and they know that their ideas are harmful to the republic. Their goal is to destroy the republic, and if they're allowed to get c- control of the media, if they're allowed to get in control of the pulpits, if they're allowed to get a c- control of the, of the avenues of communication, and they're the ones who brought forth a YouTube and so they control that, and we don't have anything on our side except for tiny places in comparison, then... We have to start looking at ourselves and having the balls to say, "You know what? screw them. We won't bother with them and create our own stuff we we, we start we've got to start gaining our own stuff and taking control and when we have control, not relinquish it. We were the ones. Who, who? I mean, you want to go back in time. We were the ones who brought forth the original newspapers. We were the one, our side, brought forth the original centers of education, which were the number one in the world. And once we allowed the developed-nothing leftist to get in there with the, their ideas to change because they made us feel bad on our side because they wanted to be inclusive and bad, and the dummies on our side said, "Yeah, okay, we're nice, and so you can come in. You have a right to to, to pollute our, our 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 institutions." And so they destroyed Harvard. They destroyed Columbia, which, in fact, they named Columbia, which is which actually means a bad thing if you look up the original definition of Columbia. It was originally King's College, named after Jesus Christ, our King, and all those original colleges. So I used all that to explain. And you already know this, Tim. Come on. Come on. That uh, they're, they're, they're like uh, dirty water. You know, once it gets in there, it, it, they foul everything up. They don't create anything. They're parasites. I'm going to redo that. I, I did a commentary about um, how they're nothing more than par- they're human parasites. They don't create anything, but they get into everything and pollute or kill off everything they touch is just they're just like a parasite that gets into your body don't create anything parasites never create anything but they invade multiply change corrupt and destroy and they know it the difference is they know it we all know it they know it and they know it that they're destructive they want to destroy we've been too weak on our side and too scared or too scared, as they used to say in in Tennessee, I mean in Texas, too scurred. And and we, we haven't been fighting. And every time we get a fighter, like Ronald Reagan, he was dogged out by the rhinos back then. Donald Trump even more so. But there are other connecting factors as to why these men. I always wondered why. I thought it was just, well, they think he's going too far. No, there's deep, deep, deep roots as to why Republicans turned on Trump. And many preachers these people are bought off, Tim. these people are ideologically bought off, and many of them financially bought off I mean, well, this stuff this stuff runs deep is no wonder i mean this 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 swamp is deeper than my imagination, and I have a heck of an imagine, of imagination, and uh, it blows trump 's mind how deep it is yeah
1: i, I don 't think very many people truly understood how big of a uh, obstacle <laughs> this really is and, and it's hard to really grasp it unless you're actually there trying to swim your way through the muck but and because you think you're going to be waiting and the next thing you know you're way over your head and <laughs> it's it's not like it's just water uh it is muck it is mud it is slime it is hard to move hard to breathe and <laughs> you know you, you end up there. you can send good men to dc and uh, ron uh, we've talked about this before i think it's a great uh, Great reason why we should consider uh, term limits for every position yeah. at any level, is because it's way too easy to just even the most principled of people to get there, and they're fighting, and they're banging their head against the wall, they're getting nowhere, they're suffering as a result, their families are being attacked, they're being attacked, but if they just play the game, suddenly everything can turn around, and their net worth can be in the millions in a matter of a few years, and. I don't know how long you can expect a good person to stand up against that uh, because most people just aren't made out of that metal. That's not to say there aren't exceptions. That's not to say you shouldn't have the expectation that they should. But human nature being what it is, a lot of good people start out with good intentions, and we all know the final destination to the road paved with good intentions.
2: But Tim, that's where – that's the one big flaw that the founding fathers had. People used to ask me, when it came to these writings and what they set up, was there any major flaw? And there was only one answer I ever had. I said, philosophically, everything they set up was was beautiful, but there was one huge fatal flaw. They, and I mean, Ronald Reagan was guilty of it. Even my own father died believing that Americans have common sense, that they will build upon the greatness, la-di-da-di-da. And they thought that because this was such a unique setup and you saw the benefits of simply applying these principles, they had the naivety of believing that people would see the goodness and automatically gravitate towards that and want to build upon that goodness, not only for their own rational self-interest, as Ayn Rand would say, but for their children's and children's children's sake, and it would be a self-perpetuating enterprise. Little did they consider human nature. You know, the, the Bible says that our, in our hearts, our hearts are deceitfully wicked, and that means everybody. He didn't say some. It said every, everybody. And so you're right, Tim. We have to put in term limits. Because human nature, I don't know what I, well, I i believe I know what I would do. I believe that I have so much whatever of what my dad put in me and in my, in my own beliefs in God, I believe that I would stand up to it like Trump and just fight and would end up winning or get kicked out. I believe that. But most people, especially on our side, they have that because that is a part of what we're about. But here's the thing, we're convinced by too many on our own side not to fight. I cannot tell you, Tim, how many Christians have told me, especially in my earlier walk before I started getting more wisdom from God myself and learning more and, you know, and remembering back to my dad's teachings that we are to be fighters. But I got inundated by, I'll call them religious Christians. And because I was a newbie, I said, well, they know God more than I do. And I went into it naively like Trump has done with this bad group of Christians who surrounded him and have been messing him up. And it's 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 bad, man. At least four of those suckers around him have been messing him up. And it, it happens. And on our side, we weaken ourselves. We're like... Some of us are like cancer on our own side, and we weaken the mass of us and attack the strong ones. That's why you had 1,600 1, preachers, some of them were big, big, big of ones, all hating Trump because they said that he was a man of hate because he wanted to protect our open borders, and they said that was hateful. That's among the many excuses. Now, if you are a true Christian, Tim, I mean, even if you're not that bright, but if you're a true Christian and you understand the basic principles, the basic rudiments, I mean a rudimentary level of, 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 of Christianity and a rudimentary level of American history and understand what the, the where twos and four and, and the why fours and all of that – to protect your border and, and, and many ministers, well, he, that's wrong. Jesus said to, to, to feed all, of them, feed them all, that the poor will always be amongst you. So should you take in the entire world's population of the poor so that it guarantees that they're all amongst you? But there are 1,600 ministers that hate Trump, including T.D. Jakes and many of the other big ones, because... And, I, and I'm able to say that and get away with it because he's jumped the shark. He's joined the other side with BLM and all of that. So this is what we're up against, man. And these people have influenced millions and millions and millions of people, and they are dangerous. They are more dangerous than Nancy Pelosi because they have people walking the walk they teach based upon an eternity based philosophy and they have them rock walking in the wrong direction, voting in the wrong direction, believing, and they're more animus, animus. They have more animus. I've seen it up close, man. It is dangerous stuff. And so, uh, I didn't mean to go off, but but every time I think about it, 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 it just, it, it just, um, it, it, it just gets me going because I understand the danger of it and how destructive it is. I, it has destroyed cities, inner cities, and now what they did to the inner city. I used to say that. Remember when when Ali Obama got into office, was going into office, and I said would say on your show what they did to the inner cities, what the Democrats did to the black people, they want to do to the entire country. Look what well, look what's happening, man. Yeah. Sorry, I went. Uh, You know, it's all right, Ron. This is a show where it's
1: okay to be tricked. (laughs) Uh, And and you're right. It's a major concern because worse than the destruction of cities, it also leads to the destruction of souls. Uh There are people who are completely crushed by this ideology, and if they're not offered up an alternative, if they're not shown a better way, then it... What other option do they think they have? That's part of why we're seeing suicides going up. Oh. So They have a hard time understanding what's real. And that ties back perfectly to where we started the conversation with why does YouTube want to completely avoid the topic of a possible issue involving the election results? Because it's really, really hard – to look at the information, when you look at all the statistical things like how does a guy who supposedly got the most votes in presidential history lose so many counties that not only did his predecessor uh, and co-partner uh, in crime back during the Obama administration actually were able to win, uh, how did he also lose counties that Hillary Clinton won – and couldn't come away with a victory, and yet he supposedly got more votes than a, a Barack Obama. It's really hard to look at all the different stats. New math. You, yeah, yeah, evidently. Uh, that's why I'm afraid to drive across a new bridge, Ron. If this is the math or teaching the
2: engineers, I,
1: I'll take a boat. But,
2: oh, uh, man.
1: Anyway, we're about the halfway point of the hour, and like you said, Ron, these uh, hours go by pretty fast. So let's take a little bit of a break, and then on the other side, we'll look at uh, a few things that are actually a little more uh, serious as far as the topic itself. Although we we went to a pretty serious place with this one, and I kind of like that. So thank you, Ron, and everybody out there. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs>
2: Man who worked very hard to provide for his family, but times were tough. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. One Christmas, the man's five-year-old daughter used all of the family's gold wrapping paper for one shoebox that she placed under the family tree. Money was tight, so the struggling dad wondered where the daughter got the money to buy whatever was in that shoebox. Nevertheless, Christmas morning, the little girl filled with excitement brought the gift box to her father, As he opened the box, the dad became angry and said, Don't you know, when you give someone a present, there should be something in the package. The little girl, with tears rolling down her cheeks, whispered, Daddy, it's not empty. I blew kisses into it until it was full. The father was crushed and begged his precious daughter to forgive him for his unnecessary anger. An accident took the life of the child a short time later. It is told that the father kept the little box by his bed all the days of his life. Whenever he was discouraged, he would open the box, take out an imaginary kiss, and remember the love of his beautiful child who put it there. In a real sense, each of us has been given an invisible golden box filled with unconditional love from family, friends, and most of all, God, who gave us his son. Merry Christmas, America. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the ronedwards.com. Sponsored by the
3: Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. Are you looking for a job because you got laid off because of the coronavirus? Most veterans think that the GI Bill can only be used for college, but that's not true. It can also be used for retraining programs. So if you're out of work and looking for a new career, go to theva.gov and look at the GI Bill benefits. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day.
1: All right, everybody. We are back. Thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. I want to give uh, a few shout-outs right now, primarily to some of those great radio stations across the country that rebroadcast this program. Uh, so special thanks to everybody who's listening, the great stations across the country like KYAH uh, 540 AM as I bring a little East Tennessee flavor to Utah's talk authority. And of course if you're listening at W C E T F M out there in Columbia, South Carolina, thank you so much for being part of the audience here. If you're listening to KDIL, 105.7 FM in Kennebuck, Washington, thank you so very much. I fear that our time is limited uh, there, so uh, you guys enjoy the show while you can. Uh, And uh, KOII, 94.5 FM in Flagstaff, Arizona, you guys are great to have listening to. Thank you so much. Now, if you're listening to any of those stations, by the way... Uh, And you are a regular listener, if you're a fan of the stations, please take a moment here as we enter the end of the year to send a little love their way, uh, show them a little bit of support, whether or not uh, that's financial or if you can't afford any uh, financial aid to help these folks uh, remain there independent and on the air, then at least – Send them some encouragement. Send them an email. Uh, let them know which shows you're enjoying, what shows you're really into, and even let them know which ones you don't, and even if my show happens to be part of that list, but you're, you're a very bad person if it is. Uh, just go ahead and let them know so that they can better prepare and better uh, uh, inform and entertain you in the future. Uh, Ron, uh, before we uh, get back to things, I do want to give a shout-out to everybody hanging out in the chat room as well. Here at uh, Blog Talk, we got Bigfoot, blogger extraordinaire. Glad to see Bigfoot back in with us. Uh, Been missing him the last few shows. We've got the crazy Cajun hanging out with us. Uh, Green Beasley has been here as well. Chief from uh, Simple Facts of Life. And uh, Vorpalbytes back in the house as well, so thank you guys for uh, taking some of your time and hanging out with me this evening. Uh, Whether you agree or disagree, I appreciate you being here just the same. Uh, Ron, before we jump back into things also, please let everybody know where they can find your work and uh, uh, where all the good stuff and information can be best found.
2: Thanks, so, so much, Tim. Of course, uh, you can hear the Edwards Notebook on um, now it's over 300 radio stations total throughout the country. Uh, you can find out where at theronedwards.com. Uh, you know, you hear it on this great radio station as well uh, via Tim Tap. Uh, also, you can hear the Ron Edwards American Experience Talk Show and the Edwards Notebook on K Star Talk Radio, um, americamatters.us and um am 1180 and uh, Reno, nevada you can also reach um uh my columns my weekly columns on news with views as well as um america out loud and um got some good news. tim i just want to share with you and your audience that uh this weekend this saturday i'm going to be in washington dc um don't like to go to the swamp anymore now that the black lives matter beat it up but uh uh, we're going to be there, uh, huge rallies um, with Mike Lindell and uh, some other folks, and we were invited to, to, to meet with them and, and join them at this rally. And so I'm honored um, to be there. Um, and so it's going to be huge. They're, they're expecting many thousands to be there. So I'm just honored that they asked us to show up and uh, possibly speak to the audience there and everything. It's, it's going to be a, a mega event. And um, if you can get to Washington, D.C., love to meet you guys.
1: All right. And if you're in the area or if you're close enough that you can make plans to get into the area, uh, this is a great opportunity, guys. So come out, uh, be part of the crowd, and uh, uh, go meet Ron and uh, a few other great folks while you're at it too. Um, Ron, okay, let's jump in. This has to be probably – One of the more important stories in the last few days, and you can tell because how much the legacy media just doesn't really want to talk about it and how uh, some of the folks involved themselves. I'm looking at you uh, uh, so well. uh, (laughs) uh, They they want to pretend like it's it's old news. It's an old story. Nothing happened. Uh, Okay, we've got this alleged, and and we're using the word alleged because, you know, we, even though I'm not a journalist, I'm a commentator, I still have some level of journalistic standards that I would like actual journalists to go back to. (laughs) Because this alleged uh, Chinese spy. Uh, Christine Fang uh, Evidently she was operating uh, We were keeping a close eye on her I guess trying to do the counterintelligent thing Or maybe uh, given the way things are working Right now at the DOJ And uh, in our intelligence organizations uh, Quite possibly they were uh, Encouraging her I don't know I, It's hard to tell uh, She was mostly active during the Obama administration From the reports that have surfaced But this lady got So close And, and we mean personally uh, to a certain member, Eric Sobel, uh, <laughs> a part of the intelligence committee, uh, showed how intelligent he is, that they literally had to have a defensive warning with him. And strangely enough, Ron, strangely enough, not long after they briefed him, she disappeared. She went back to China, and even though she was supposed to come back, she never did. So there's a heavy indication, and I'm just going to throw this out there because folks are talking about it. I'm not saying this is the case, but there's a heavy indication that maybe our Democrat from uh, from uh, out west may have actually tipped her off. Hey, do you know the FBI was uh, looking at you as a possible <laughs> spot? Oh, no, it is very crazy, and bye-bye now. <laughs> I, I don't get it, but. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on the story, which I know there's been no way to, to miss if if you're a conservative and paying attention, and uh, then what you feel like the next step should be uh, as far as the American people and their expectations regarding uh, this guy who's supposed to be watching out for our national interest and can't even uh, seem to keep uh, Chinese spies potentially uh, based on the stories out of his bed. <laughs>
2: You're speaking, I think, of uh, Eric uh, Swalwell, I believe, of California. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, the her name is uh, Fang Fang. Fang. Uh, Christine Fang.
1: A lot of people called her Fang Fang.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Christine Fang. Well, they did develop relationship. In fact, she developed relationships for the number of politicians, including Swalwell. Uh, yeah, she skipped out in, I think it was 2015 – um, it was never. Tr- Tim, it was never, never, never Russia, 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 and the Republicans. It was the Democrats and China, 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 China. And the 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 you, we're going to find out as time goes on. Not only will Swa- uh, Swalwell and many other Democrats and and some um, you know Republicans thrown in for good measure, fewer Republicans, but some none the, none, none the less Uh, These are Chinese concubines. These politicians in America are Chinese concubines. Um, I had the the displeasure of meeting a Chinese uh, individual who pretended to be a friend of America. He befriended a stupid preacher, and the stupid preacher introduced me to the Chinese guy, and the stupid preacher was so mesmerized by this Chinese individual, I – dressed him down without him realizing it in in about 15 minutes and got him to actually draw on a paper their plans for Detroit to build a wall to wall off a huge section of Detroit on the Detroit River and bring in uh, Chinese businesses and things like that and buy off huge sections of Detroit I don't know God must have used me like crazy because I was able to charm him and he actually drew it on a sheet of paper Anyway, the dumb preacher died not too long after that. I hate to to put it to you that way, but uh, when you see when you are you know when you're a man of the cloth and you're helping an enemy like this, as if you were a politician, you know bad things are going to happen. And this situation, it's you know it's it's a good thing that we know about this, but Tim, this is just a. This isn't even a scratch on the surface. It's just a little rub on the surface, you know, in comparison to what has gone on and how deep. How, can you imagine how many spies? If I were, if I were able to meet one, okay. I'm not in D.C. Don't like the place. I'm no, I'm hundreds of miles away, and but because Detroit is an international port. You know they come in through that area too, and when they meet idiots. Hey, they glom onto them and they try to make their inroads that way. And I and 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 you can they stand out like sore thumbs. And it depends on where you stand as an American. If you're either stupid or a leftist, you will fall every time. And Eric Swalwell and most Democrats are in that in that vein, and so is Vice President Joe Biden. He's no better than Swalwell, and he didn't even and as far as I know, Biden hasn't had any bedtime with these spies. He just said, just, just just do it." You know what I mean? He just with his okay, and I guess he got paid, and his son got paid and all that. His family's financially blessed, but they, they're all willing to sell out this nation. Um, and it's not just China that this na- a nation is sold out to. Twenty of our cities were sold out to the United Nations decades ago. Much, many, m- many hundreds of thousands of acres of land out west, especially, are under the, under the control of the United Nations. Especially our national parks. People forgot when Clinton did that. See, Democrats have been undermining this country and putting sections of our country. Under international control for a long time Now it's gotten to the point Where it's at a dangerous level And here comes Trump And it's like Oh my god And that is why we've gotten to the point Tim Where if <clears throat> God forbid Biden actually gets in there And I still don't believe he will If he were to get in there It's it's over the rest of America will be undersold. And I you know, and, and I and and people cannot understand. Even some well meaning people on our side do not understand how deeply evil the Democrats are and how far they are willing to go to sell out this nation. Biden would probably sell out, out his sell out the land. On top of his grandmother's grave I mean this guy But that's atypical of Democrats They don't give a darn about anything of this country Or God Yeah, sadly it's true
1: And of course uh, We've gotten uh, the other reports That China has been making it very clear Different nationals Uh, Tucker Carlson uh, had a video on the other day That's made the rounds Although the the video has been harder and harder to find As they're trying (laughs) to scour it Imagine that uh, thankfully, he got <laughs> his copy saved oh, before he could do it. But, you know, the, he basically admitted that they had people in the White House, that they had people in Congress. <laughs> Uh, and uh, over the weekend, we've also had uh, the briefing from uh, national security advisors, and uh, we've had other folks coming out and giving the full warning that uh, they're stepping up their efforts now that they feel like they're back in business. They hated Donald Trump being there because Donald Trump wouldn't play the game of uh, patty cakes with the Chinese. Here, yeah, go ahead. Do what you want. He refused to do that. He stood up to them, and they didn't like it, part of the reason why he had to be taken out too. But at this In this case, should our good old friend Eric here be allowed to continue on some of the committees that he currently sits on, especially the Intelligence Committee? Because if you're not smart enough to know you're being played by a honeypot, what makes you think – You've got business there. We have actual proof that this is not the job for you. Maybe you should be in charge of like, I don't know, uh, a
2: traffic committee somewhere. Oh, I was going to say, I was going say, producing insect repellent. <laughs> but, but, see, but see, so you're, <laughs> but see, Tim, you're nice. You're saying they don't know. I believe they do know, and they don't give a darn. They're well, that wicked. They don't. They do know. And they don't care. That's why they're they're coming after Trump so hard because they do know.
1: Well, I I do think that there are some that fully know, but but I but oh. it, but when it, when
2: it comes to this
1: guy, I think that anybody who strokes his ego a little bit uh, could snow him. I mean, that's the impression I've gotten for a. Even before he had his moment of flagellance on national television, which is still the, the biggest reason most people, the national audience, knows him. Uh, it's fart bad.
2: <laughs> can, can I share something with you and your audience?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
2: Detroit, the former motor capital of the world. I'm on Twitter. I'm looking at an ugly face, an ugly, ugly Ugly, beastly-looking face. This woman is so ugly; she makes Aunt Esther look good. Uh, from, from Sanford and Son. Her name is Cynthia Johnson.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: She is bat you know you know what crazy. I wish I could play for you what she 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 has said. You might have seen it. She is threatening Trump supporters. This is a representative, yeah. and she's telling uh, the soldiers. To go after us, Trump uh, supporters. And she actually says, if you support Trump, you better walk lightly because we're coming after you, la da 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 da. And she's telling them to go after us. Yeah. Yeah. And this is is a representative, a sitting representative. This is the same beast, okay? Oh, I'm insulting beast because buffaloes (laughs) would, they're more intelligent, trust me. Uh, This same beast, if you saw the hearings when they were in Michigan, Even as rough and tumble as Giuliani is, he was amazed at how mean and vile, vile, the people were in Michigan. In particular Cynthia Johnson, who was calling them liars, and who the guy kept had to keep gaveling her, "Bap bap bap bap, you're out of order, you're out of order." She's like, "They're all liars, they're all liars. They're telling the truth about what the cheating and everything that went on in Michigan." And this is the same beast. Who are, I'm sorry, insult the beasts again. This same twit is now threatening and telling the soldiers, the foot soldiers, to go after us. And I, I'm telling you, if there are any leftist pigs listening, listening to this show, I'm, you all are going to push into the wrong people. I'm telling you now, if you run into anyone that is like me, and I know people that – Make me look like a little weakling as far as ability, but you're going to start running into those kinds of people, and you also going to get your are, are going to get your feelings and your cans hurt. I mean, uh, if, if that's what you guys want, it's going to start happening. We're going to start fighting back. You it, it, you can only kick people so long.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, some of these folks are going to have to bring a little mini cry closet. Them. <laughs> Sorry, there's no safe spaces out here, brother. I hope it's inflatable and you've got a safe place to go to. We're we're already seeing that kind of action too. I mean, uh, in Olympia over the weekend, we saw the black, uh, the back, the blue uh, rally that uh, the counter protesters showed up, Antifa style thugs. But for some reason, they're not calling them Antifa anymore. Uh, they tried attacking groups and they kind of got uh, pushed back. I think it was kind of interesting too to see that uh, standing orders from on high kept the police from intervening when the initial violence took place, but then when the back the blue folks started uh, fighting back, then all of a sudden things had to get broke up and people had to be taken into custody. It's like it didn't have to get to that point. If you really believe in law and order, why did you let it get to that point? And oh yeah, by the way, one of those rallies slash protests, had the proper permits, were there legally, the other one did not. Uh What's the punishment for that? Uh, if it was me trying to have a rally down here down the street without my proper permit, I'd be facing a $500 fine, and I wouldn't have much time to pay it. So what's the punishment there? It all depends on what side you're on. Uh, that's just more that's, reason. Go ahead.
2: That's why we have to be more crazy. I'm sorry, As a a Christian, as a a follower of Christ, I'm sorry to even – that I'm even pushed to the point of saying something like that. But the reason why I say that because I'm reminded in the Bible that God does not even respect people that allow themselves to be just beaten down and pushed around. He told people, oh, you didn't finish them off? Oh, when I told you to go – in there and win that war and you didn't he allowed them to get punished later so i my fellow christians don't think that because you are a christian that that means you're supposed to grab your ankles and people are supposed to run up behind you and kick it and then as the as the um, cherokees would say Bohica, here it comes again <laughs> when they bent over so it, it's 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 it, God respects fighters more than he does Wimpus Americanus apologetic Now there's a place for that peaceful movement Like when Martin Luther King tried that The only mistake they made was when they allowed Their wives who were persuaded by white Communist men to persuade Martin And Abernathy and the boys to give up Their guns so they couldn't even Protect their own homes that were being Blown up with their children in it You know their, their wives went Crazy with it But For the most part We are obligated to protect ourselves however we need to because if they keep – if we keep allowing ourselves to get pushed around, they become more emboldened, and it it, it just becomes more open season, and it gets worse and worse and worse. Next thing you know, they'll be attacking your children. Uh, If if your child happens to wear a uh, Trump T-shirt to school or wear a a T-shirt with an American flag on it your child could get the crap beaten out of him. And if he fights back and wins, then they come after your son for being victorious because he's on the wrong side. But we have to not worry about that anymore. If the police decide to sit back and watch us get us our behinds whipped, we rise up and beat their behinds, and then the police wanna jump in. Well, you know what? If we're skilled enough, we have to fight all the way then. And you, you I think you know where I'm going with that. It's gotten to that point. I didn't design this, but I'm just telling you, Tim, where we're at and what we have to do. Because if we, the longer we don't do anything, the worse it will get. That's all I'm saying. They will. Yeah. That's why they go to senators' houses now. That's why, if McConnell goes to a restaurant, they harass him and throw things at him. You know. So it, it's not like, well, I'm Ron's being extreme. No. No, I'm not uh-uh no way we, we we've allowed ourselves to get in this in the, in this position yeah. and, and trust me if we if if this advice that i'm giving you now if it's not adhered to a year from now, it'll be that much worse. They're parasites I'm telling you if you don't stop parasites, the only thing they do is get worse.
1: All right, Ron. We are quickly running out of time, and I wanted to get at least one more quick question in with you here. Okay. And, uh And uh, and I hate that we don't have more time because there was a couple of other things I was hoping to, do, but we'll Sorry. have to get back together. I, I always been no. that. No, no, no. It, it's it's perfectly fine. No problem. I mean, the problem is there's too much news and not enough time. Uh, okay. So the other day, Joe Biden, on the record, said that. Uh, Should he have a serious philosophical break with Kamala, then he will immediately move to resign and let her handle things. Um, Now, I can't help but feel like that was the plan all along, but um, (laughs) how long are are we waiting now? What what is our current uh, office pool here? Uh, Who's got three hours? On how long Joe Biden goes from Inauguration to resigning Uh, How long are we really thinking he's going to hold Office should he be installed
2: Well he Mentioned one number but it was with another Topic and that was a hundred Days so I'll say a (laughs) hundred (laughs) days I'm going to ask you to wear a mask
1: For a hundred days even though I'm only Going to be in office for two of those
2: (laughs) Oh my god This is you know and I hate to say it, but she would even be worse than him. Yeah, because she well, has his. She has a philosophical base that is more evil than his, if if you can imagine that. And she's younger and more mentally focused, so she would do a better job of seeing things through. And oh my God. You, there's nothing worse than an evil – well, you've seen it – an evil, mean woman that's 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 hell-bent on doing some, something. And look at Nasty Pelosi. Look at the, the, the squad. Tlaib. I'm just thinking
1: about way out waters from what you oh. said earlier. In Peace 45, <laughs> if they're out in the public, you, you get in their face. You tell them they're not welcome. Excuse uh, Excuse me? <laughs> Yeah. Good thing that I'm in Tennessee and she's in California. Uh, it would not end well. I would be in jail, sir, <laughs> and I, I, I probably wouldn't be able to get bail. Uh, <laughs> and that's if it happened here. I, I would be disappeared and never heard from again if it happened in California. I have no doubt. Uh, I would I love think.
2: her to. I would love her to visit Tennessee. Uh, no, not Tennessee. It's in K- Kentucky. Where I know some folks that they live in the hills, yeah, and there are crevices in those mountains and the sides there where, back in the day, where they'd have these uh, g-men they used to call them, and they'd go in there and looking for the, these stills. Well, country and never come out again. M- might sort of like the song. Um, Amos or something like that was made by Jerry Reed or one of those great country singers in the uh, seventies, something Amos. Um, But anyway, they would go in there searching around and all of a sudden these guys go down, these long, and they're narrow, they're very narrow and they go down for miles. And so no one knows what, who, you know, other people would come in. Did you see investigator so-and-so? Uh, uh, no. that's, mm, who? Who? Uh, what? Uh,
1: ain't ain't nobody been around these parts. Bro. It's, <laughs> just, it's just me and my uncle. That's all I've seen for months. Yeah. Yeah, we're like that here too. In Tennessee, we got places like that. At least this part of the state. Uh, Ron, again, we we've got just a little bit of time though. But honestly, have you ever heard a uh, expected to be. Uh, president of the united states ever say before he even before the electoral colleges even voted ever say that well you know if i have a big split with my vp i'm well, just gonna let her take over have you ever heard the likes and should a no. party feel good about having voted for somebody who's already
2: planned their exit well they shouldn't feel good about it but it's part of the plan anyway and see there see remember the left … has a philosophy of everyone's nothing more than a cog in the wheel. It's all about the cause. So it's not that far-fetched when you think about their, philis- their communist philosophical base. So even though I've never heard this before, I'm not overly shocked because it goes in line with the cog in the wheel philosophical base of the communist anyway. The individual's not important. Doesn't matter. I'll, I'll play sick. She can take over as long as the cause is furthered. So it, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's not even that big a deal. It, it is a big, big deal for our country that we were so asinine that we've allowed something like that to get into position. Uh, first of all, the most socialist we should have gotten ever was, was Bill Clinton, and we should have backed off from there.
1: Uh, well, I'm afraid we're about to have some very harsh lessons taught to some folks that are uh true believers and about to find out they've been believing in crap, Ron. That's going to happen <laughs> uh, today, sir. But again, thank you so much for joining me. As always, it's a pleasure and honor, and uh, I greatly appreciate your time, sir.
2: Thank you for asking me. And uh, as always, I when I hang up and Especially when I listen to the rebroadcast, I'm amazed that you ask me back, back again. But when you do, I say, well, thank you, Jesus, and I, here I am again. So uh, I look forward to the next time, and God uh, Godspeed to you and your audience. God bless all of them, and uh, you know, let's just keep the fight up. All right, thank you, sir.
1: All right, and uh, for the benefit of those of you that are listening uh, to the rebroadcast On current radio stations across the country You normally get this in one-hour blocks So I'm going to have to reset the hour So I'm about to say goodbye to some of you Now, if you're here listening live at BTR, stay right where you're at Hour number two will come up right after this But for the rest of you fine folks, uh, thank you for being here And remember, don't take my word for it Definitely, definitely don't take that other guy's word for it be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, stay safe, uh, stay healthy, and uh, be smart, even if it kind of goes against your nature. I'll be back again soon, and in the meanwhile, have a great rest of your day. And like I said, if you're BTR, don't go anywhere. Uh-
0: Yo, bet. They say you stable but they don't make sense. god. All the you know is
1: to Today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with well, dual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble host, Tim Tap Committee live from historic Rome County, Tennessee, and ever so glad to have fine, fine folks already hanging out with me in the chat room. People like Bigfoot, Blogger Extraordinaire. Don't believe me, that's fine. Check it out for yourself. Bigfoot's place.blogspot.com would be the place to go and do that. And then you'll never doubt me again At least on that topic We also got the crazy Cajun hanging out with us In the chat room as well Glad to see you hanging out with us Cajun Uh, Green Beasley is hanging out as well chief host of a great program in its own right simple facts of life is hanging out as well uh, Glad to have you here and VorpleBite has uh, returned to the chat room as well and uh, glad to have all you fine folks here hanging out with me now if you're listening to the rebroadcast it's important for you to know that the time of the live broadcast happened to be wednesday evening it's december 9th that is 2020 and it's a few brief moments after 8 p.m eastern uh did not do the usual Tuesday show, so I did not uh, have a chance to get to some of the topics that I would have been discussing then. And one of them uh, is, of course, uh, not nearly enough time dedicated to it, but I will give a brief mention to the passing of legendary U.S. Air Force pilot Chuck Yeager. Ninety-seven years old, the man uh, was the uh, – you know, he was the epitome of courage. Uh, he was. He's the was Presidential Medal of Freedom uh, winner. Got that in uh, 1985. He was the first person to ever break the sound barrier. Uh, that happened when he flew the Bell X1 rocket, 700 miles per hour, back in October of 1947. Uh, that's just barely scratching the surface of uh, who this man was and the things that this man did, Uh, just absolutely a phenomenally unique individual worthy of uh, respect and the type of boldness and bravery that we just don't see very much of these days, partially because these guys are hidden from us and partially because there doesn't seem to be A reward for being bold and brave these days. Uh, You have to hide in the corner if you want the recognition of the people that are in charge because that's that's the prototype of what they want. They want the uh, cowardly soy boys, not the manly men. And there will be a time when they will come to regret that Uh, just because uh, if they weaken humanity down to that point that they're looking for well, we're doomed Fine and simple Humanity needs manly men, brave men, bold men, daring men It doesn't hurt to have a few women to fit that bill too. But uh, and this isn't a sexist thing But it is a matter of understanding the nature of humanity And what it takes to survive Speaking of what it takes to survive uh, The UK has now officially issued an allergy alert over the COVID vaccine uh, that uh, they started issuing on Tuesday. Uh, this, of course, was after two individuals fell ill. Uh, given the numbers of doses that they put out there and then the fact that they just had these two folks that seemed to be prone to food allergies too, uh, a lot of people are trying to make a big deal out of it. I, I think that uh, statistics... That, let me try that again. Statistically, these numbers are not particularly troubling just yet. And, uh, you know, with any vaccine, there's going to be issues and side effects, and it's going to treat people a little differently. Uh, It's going to have different reactions. This, of course, was the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine, uh, just for clarification. Um, You know, again, both of the workers who fell ill – uh were reportedly to have had a history of experiencing allergic reactions, especially uh, food allergens, and they are both expected to recover 100 uh, percent. So, you know, again, uh, anytime you take something new, it's a risk. Uh, some folks are trying to make a huge deal out of it. Some people are trying to downplay it completely, act as if it didn't even happen because they're afraid it's going to start panic. Uh, I believe that we can fall somewhere in between. We can be informed And still not panic. I I don't know how you guys feel about the uh, vaccines that are out there. I myself, having studied biology, uh, having a basic understanding of the science involved, I'm going to hold off and see a much larger sampling of people having taken it before I'm going to get in line. Now, if it turns out that it's a vaccine that works and there's statistically uh, no significant side effects and seems relatively safe, some point i might consider it uh however if we get to a point where a majority of people are inoculated and we get uh herd uh immunity i'm not sure that we would need it anymore i'm just kind of stubborn that way but i'm not trying to shame you one way or the other you either can uh, take the vaccine or not Eh, it's up to you Uh, and as it should be uh should there come to a point where they become mandatory uh, in the United States, then we start running into some potential issues that I think might be worth revisiting uh in the meanwhile, just be aware be, um you know, be aware that's basically what I'm saying uh The United States is not the only place having its issues with religious freedoms uh as a result of the covid uh It seems that in Manitoba. Manitoba Court of Queens uh, Bench Chief Justice Glenn Joel Joel, Denied a plea from a Springs church in Winnipeg To hold drive-in services in its parking lot Striking down the church's request to be given a stay Of the province's public health order That forbids in-person religious gatherings Uh, That's kind of harsh Church not permitted to have the drive-in services what is the real threat of having a drive-in service? I mean, if you're not actually leaving your car, or if, if you're still parked far enough away from folks, and you're not inside that six-foot zone, what's the real issue? I mean, quite frankly, I have this uh, I have this deep-seated belief that if you're a person of faith and you you have a a calling to to commune with others of the same ilk, that, uh, that perhaps there should be, I don't know, a little bit of leeway, granted, that if, if you're going to uh, if you're going to say that it's okay to go out and protest uh, for BLM, if you're going to say that it's okay to go out and uh, have a "down with Trump rally. If you're going to say that it's okay to go have a gay pride parade, which right now not a lot of parades going on, but you get my message. If it's okay to do those things, and here in the States they've proven time and time again that not only do certain elected officials feel like it's okay, but I've seen a few mayors and governors join in such activities. Didn't really work out too well for them, especially out in California, but uh, we've seen it happen. So if one's okay and the other's not, which one has a greater risk to the public? You know, a uh, An effort to go out and have a BLM protest that might eventually turn into a riot when Antifa shows up and takes over, still hijacks the the outing and starts burning stuff down. I think that's probably a greater risk to the public safety than some folks driving to a church parking lot and listening – uh, to a uh, sermon, which is typically how the drive in services work. So, anyway, uh, this happened in Canada. I, I, I see this so every time I see a Canada story, I can't help but think about Kel. Um, there is also another quick hit story that I wanted to kind of touch on uh, Amy Sachs. She's a former principal of Evergreen Elementary School. Uh, she's been a teacher for two decades and then she was fired by the school district. and the superintendent because of a Facebook post where uh, she basically just posted that she'd rather vote for a potato than Biden. Okay, she got fired. Well, the news now is she's filed a lawsuit, but uh, ordinarily I'd kind of just let that go by as just a quick hit. But I did find it interesting that when I shared that story… Uh, It seemed to have struck a chord with some folks. I've had a little more interaction on some of the social media areas than I normally get. Uh, Some from uh, some folks that uh, seem to lean a little to the left said, fine, yeah, good luck on the unemployment line. You deserve to be – there's no uh, room for that. You have to be an example if you're a principal. It's like, okay. I'm kind of torn on that because I think social media is not necessarily the best place – To share all your personal business. But I I tend to think also that if somebody says I'd rather vote for a potato than one of the candidates, while it may be true that typically they're simply trying to make a point the humorous way, is that worthy of termination? I'm not a big fan of people getting fired over things that show up on social media. I'm a bigger not a fan uh, if you're going to set a standard and say, okay, you can't have this type of political rhetoric on your social media uh, platforms, on your pages, on whatever if you don't service that across the board, if you're not fair, if you're not completely even killed. Meaning that if somebody uh, says, I'd rather vote for our potatoes than Joe Biden, and then somebody turns around and says – I would rather jab my eyes out than have Donald Trump as president for four more years. Uh, shouldn't they both be fired? In effect, it's the same message, right? They've done the same – they've committed the same offense. Uh, has this school board, has the school system, has the superintendent fired people for uh, making anti-Trump statements? I think not. So, which is why I think she's got a pretty good chance of winning. But at the end of the day, all of that is uh, just tough. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, of course, uh, Texas filed a lawsuit against four states, and we got news today that other states were joining them. Um, we'll see how that plays out because we got news today that the Supreme Court refused to hear. Uh, The uh, Pennsylvania case that seemed to have some actual legitimate constitutional standing, a little disappointed on the basis of why they rejected it – now, the entire basis but part of it. Now, the part that I'm okay with is the fact that you're talking about uh, a state issue that should be a state issue and should be handled by the state Supreme Court. This is not a federal issue even though it involves elections. How a state conducts its elections is supposed to be dealt with by the state legislature, and therefore it's a state issue from top to bottom. So I'm okay with that part of it, so that's why you reject it. But to also throw in there that it's too late uh, to try to nullify votes because of so many people voted in good faith, I have a problem with that because legally… They weren't allowed to file suit before the election happened, which uh, several folks tried to do in Pennsylvania, and they were told, no, you can't because you haven't been harmed by it as of yet. So you technically don't have standing yet. So when exactly were you supposed to bring this lawsuit to to bear? I mean that was the same argument that was used to swoosh it aside – … in the Pennsylvania court. It's like, oh, no, there's not enough time now. You brought it up too late. But we weren't allowed to break it up earlier. Uh, We couldn't have done it during the election. When are you supposed to bring this kind of a lawsuit up if you're going to do it? Uh, It seems like an automatic catch-22 here, and again, it kind of falls into the uh, situation where the framers of the Constitution, the founders of this country maybe had a little too much space… In We the people uh, Because they always believed That we would never allow uh, Politicians to create A Political class That we would never allow people to become career Politicians At the time that they were building the country And for quite a while after The idea that somebody could actually Make their living by being A congressman or a senator uh, Would have been absurd And than the fact that even though I do think that our founders spent a lot of time debating the rigors and the nature of human nature and tried to head off a lot of that as best they could and still allow freedom, liberty, uh, I do think that they had more faith in the American people uh, than than obviously at this point in time we were worthy of, and uh, it – it pains me to say that. It's it's not a good thing. All right, so that's some of the quick hit stuff. Uh, I'll be interested to see how this uh, thing plays out with Texas going to straight to the Supreme Court and some of these other states wanting to sign on. Uh, one more quick hit before we get to the meat and potatoes of the stories uh, for this hour, and uh, that is good old Dick Durbin, or as Rush Limbaugh uh, used to refer to him as Turban Durbin. Uh, as he always seemed to be on the uh, the side of the Islamic extremists uh, ahead of the side of the American people there for a long time. <laughs> anyway, uh, Senator Durbin was uh, talking to Jake Tapper over on CNN, and uh, he basically made uh, an, an acknowledgment, a confession if you will, something that um, Nancy Pelosi already did uh, in her little speech the other day. And that is the fact that they did, in fact, hold up additional financial relief, uh, the follow-up COVID relief packages, for political reasons. It was about the election. Dick Durbin admitted that the election, in his word, the elections, played a role in Democratic senators holding up financial relief for Americans. Now, Nancy Pelosi made it pretty clear the other day when uh, she said, well, we've got a new president. We've got new stuff, blah, 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 blah. Fair enough. Now, Dick Durbin has made the same acknowledgment, only he did this on CNN. He did this where the Democratic voters often go to get their news. He He's either banking on folks simply not caring – or not being smart enough to understand what he really just admitted to. Uh, when you're dealing with a group of folks that typically tend to believe that the uh, that the ends justify the means, maybe they're okay with that. When you're dealing with folks who now believe that because they're expecting Joe Biden to be the next resident of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, uh, that they can – uh, do a little deal now and come back and do a little deal later. And if they're fully expecting to somehow manage to win both of these Georgia Senate seats so that there will be essentially no real check on their power uh, shortly thereafter, uh, why why overburden a COVID relief package uh, with all those pet projects when you simply can come back and get those pet projects paid for later? Right. You don't need to fight tooth and nail for those things anymore, do you? It is absolutely mind-boggling what these folks uh, are thinking they can get away with. All right. Do I have time to get this first story in here before the mid-hour break? Uh, I'm going to try. I've only got a a few minutes technically before I should hit that mid-hour break, but if I have to skip the mid-hour break, then uh, – well, you know, it would be very sad, but uh, maybe we will. Okay, so um came across this the other day, and, and I probably would have had this on the Tuesday night show too, uh, had I been able to be on, but uh, things got squared away. And I find it interesting because essentially, in a now deleted tweet from the Chicago Teachers Union, they claimed. That the city's push to reopen schools to a certain population of students was the product of sexism, racism, and misogyny all at one time, and not of a determination that students and teachers could safely return to classrooms. Now, I'm sorry. Knowing that Chicago is run lock, stock, and barrel by Democrats, I have a hard time believing that with as much as they want the COVID lockdowns, that if they're looking to reopen the schools, it is only because they now understand, or at least some important key figures there understand, that children are suffering as a result of lack of in-person schooling. First, very low transmission numbers uh, among uh, elementary and junior high and high school students. Uh, Very low susceptibility to the most dangerous aspects of COVID-19 either. So it's literally a situation where these kids can be exposed and most likely Uh, Extremely rare scenario uh, For them not to be perfectly all right, And they're not as good At spreading it As older people seem to be Uh, It just doesn't seem to happen We have that evidence uh, From Europe Where schools opened up And they had very little problem In fact, the schools ended up being Some of the safest places uh, For Europeans uh, Because it was the folks that weren't at the schools That were typically getting ill Now again, I get it. If you're a teacher, especially if you're a teacher at a certain age and you've had some health issues, maybe you don't want to run that risk. I understand that. But I'm pretty certain that if you're looking at uh, students uh, that fit into certain categories, which isn't it funny how Democratic office holders particularly want to keep everybody grouped. Into certain types of people. They don't want you to say, uh, our fellow uh, Chicagoans, or they don't want you to think of being fellow Americans. Uh, yeah, we can have disagreements and we can be Americans too. No, no, can't have that now. Modern age, everybody's got to be in a certain group. And clearly, anytime one group of people does something, it must automatically be an attack against a different group. I don't understand I would love to have understood how it is that any plan to reopen the schools in Chicago could be a product of sexism, racism, and misogyny. Okay, uh, Is this a case of, well, we're going to open up in-person teaching, but only for um, Hispanic boys? Okay, because you got to be all for the guys, right? Because you're being misogynistic and sexist, and you got to be some group if it's going to be racist too, right? Isn't? Or maybe, maybe they've changed. Maybe I need to check dictionary.com and see if they've changed the meaning of those words yet. I mean, if you can change court packing, maybe you can change them too. Okay, so parents of some Chicago public schools students. Largely pre-kindergarten students As well as moderate and severe special needs students Could opt to have their children return to in-class instruction As early as January 1st According to the city's plan Which was unveiled back in November FYI And all Chicago public school students Will have the option of returning to full-time in-class instruction On February 1st Parents were asked to indicate their preference, remote or in-class uh, learning, and they needed to know that uh, by this past Monday, evidently, as if I'm reading this correctly. But uh, the city says that the plan will only go forward if the city's infection doubling rate Drops off because Chicago is another one of those places that, with this latest uptick, has been pretty hard. They've had a lot of cases uh, kind of explode. So okay, so be it. Otherwise, the classrooms will remain closed indefinitely. So the plan is in place to move forward should the cases start dropping and. They can deem it according to their own standards, whatever that standard set at, and I'm guessing it's probably going to be set at some ridiculous level anyway. But unless it reaches their set standards, they're simply not going to open up the classrooms, but they want to be ready for some folks if they are. It looked to me like they were trying to prioritize students that have suffered more as a result of not having in-class, in-person uh, education as opposed to – trying to engage in racism and misogyny and – I'm sorry, sexism too? I'm still not seeing the sexism part here. Now, Chicago's Teachers' Union, however, they have objected to the idea of returning to any in-classroom instruction uh, since a debate about the matter began over the summer. And the Chicago Teachers' Union's president has been Adamantly opposed to allowing any teachers or students into school buildings, leaving the city scrambling to help thousands of low-income students who have little access to remote learning tools and whose parents may struggle to find child care and help with remote learning while they're at work. So actually, it seems like the plan to reopen is designed to be the opposite of sexist, racist And misogynistic, it looks like they're trying to make sure that the folks who have the least opportunity to engage in online distance learning will have the first opportunities to get back in school. Now, that to me sounds like a good thing. Again, keeping in mind that most kids in the age groups that we're talking about are not particularly susceptible to covid now, knowing that the deadline for parents was fast approaching, the Chicago Teachers Union took a hardline approach to the reopening plan, even going so far as to call the city racist, sexist, and misogynistic for even considering reopening the schools. Saying, "Quote, the push to reopen schools is rooted in sexism, racism, and misogyny." I'm saying those a lot, aren't I? That's because I can't get past the idea that anybody would claim that opening the schools. Are any of these things? Show me where in this plan any of that might actually exist. Now, Reason Magazine's uh, Robbie Stove uh, said, "Quote: The union provided no additional comment or clarifying statement. Gee, maybe because it's kind of hard to to back those statements up." Also, uh, Robbie said, "Quote: uh, There was no acknowledgement that many people who argue schools should reopen." ...are doing so in good faith. A spokesperson for the union did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Uh, So this is Robbie's report. This past Monday, the Chicago Teachers Union filed an emergency motion to halt the plan. Uh, This according to the Chicago Sun-Times. The Chicago Teachers Union is making its second legal attempt... In as many months to put Chicago Public Schools Reopening plans on hold Accusing the district Of illegally refusing to Negotiate health and safety conditions Before ordering teachers Back into classrooms Now Rather than continue on It seems Difficult to imagine that the folks that are running the Chicago school system that were looking at reopening would be openly engaging in anything less than trying to find a way to save their own positions you know if you don't reopen in your public schools then you run a risk at some point of maybe not getting federal dollars or at least not all of them now presumably uh, a Biden administration probably would not hold those against you uh, whereas the Trump administration may very well say it's safe for kids to be at school, all the evidence, all the science says it's safe for kids to be in school. Uh, you can set up things where the kids are in school and uh, maybe have surrogates for the teachers in the classrooms and let the uh, teachers uh, be distance present. Uh, I mean there's a lot of scenarios, and the technology exists for most of these schools, and I'm sure you could get grants to make the, it happen for the rest of them. There's a lot of workarounds here. I just – I have a hard time believing that this is really anything at all to do with safety and a lot more to do with just wanting to get your way. I don't know. Taking a peek back in the chat room for the first time in a bit. And uh, let's see here. I see New Orleans Wake Up has joined us. And… what else we got here da, 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 da. indie queen eighty six and it looks like indie Queen has already uh headed out I do have a caller on the line. don't normally take unsolicited calls uh because well, lots of reasons, but uh let me see just to have this checked out ta 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 ta. And, uh, yeah, I'm actually pretty sure I know who this is. Uh, let's see if I'm correct. Uh, hello, caller. Uh, go
5: ahead. How you doing, friend?
1: It's Pianchi. How are you, sir? Yes, sir.
5: You know, uh, I've seen the Chicago teachers dancing and celebrating in the street at the election result, but, uh, they can't, how can they use the word racism when that city, especially, you know, the blacks in that city, voted for Joe Biden, who's a known, proven racist in the last 47 years of his public service? So, this is another example why come there needs to be the ability for parents to put their children where they feel best for them. In the environment that they feel best. Uh, Here now, they want uh, children to start taking these vaccinations when they become available, or they can't come to school. So what we're seeing now is what none of us always, uh, none of us thought we would ever see. But some said it was coming. What can one say?
1: I'm with yeah, you. I mean it is uh, – it's astounding, and uh, that's really about the only word <laughs> I can use. Uh, to to use the word circular reasoning uh, would suggest that there's some type of reason uh, being used. Uh, I have a hard time with it too. I, they want to try and, uh, to make this case, and it's a narrative uh, where they're out of fear. But there's really no reason to have the fear in this case, and so I think some folks are so accustomed to pulling the trigger and utilizing all the isms, sexism, racism, uh, bigotry. Uh, they're so used to using that that that's just a reflexive go-to location, and they no longer feel the need to make the case that that might be the case. Uh, where do you get but isn't that?
5: It something, uh, isn't it yet- something? that? Isn't it something that these teachers unions are telling parents what's safe – and what's not safe for their children. That's not the job of a teacher's union. Their motivation is, just like when they went on strike a couple of years ago for more money, and uh, they left children out in the cold. They couldn't attend class, couldn't uh, play on sports teams, even though they had colleges looking for them, looking at them, that is. So it's, it's kind of hypocritical in the stances that they take. Teachers unions should represent teachers, not tell parents what's best for their children. That's the parents' job to do that. But anyway, I'll let you get back to your show. And you know another point, too. With the shootings that this city don't have since Memorial Day, now standing, 3,102 with 442 murders, you wonder if you've still got any kids left to go to school. I'll talk to you later.
1: All right, thank you, sir. All right, and again, great points. Um, and yeah, it, it's true. I mean, what else can you say? Uh, you have folks that are operating in their own self-interest, and they do tend to continue to forget they have a specific role to play, and they try to do something else instead. Um, I think Pianchi made the case very well. So that being said, let's go ahead and take that mid-hour break And right after this final thought. And, and you know, Pianchi kind of took, took the thunder of where I was going to go with this, and that's ultimately uh, the teachers' union has a very specific role, and that's to represent the teachers. I'm not a big fan and have not been a big fan of public sector Unions in the first place If you're going to go work for the government uh, We should expect Results Uh, A lot of government employees however uh, Exist in a type of bubble where they're allowed To fail upwards That sometimes they get the attention of their Superiors not by how Competent they may or may not be But by virtue of how Well they play along with What the uh, The dictates of the day may be And I I really feel saddened because I don't think there's very many people that go into the teaching uh, profession with the intent of having to play games with politics. I don't think there's very many people that go into the teaching profession with the idea of I'm going to go uh, puppeteer and alienate and indoctrinate young, mushy minds. I think… They really have a genuine love of either A, uh, being a teacher or B, uh, having a positive impact on potential students, on kids, on the next generation. I, I honestly believe that the motivation to become a teacher is a positive one. I know several teachers personally who feel handcuffed. By the direction that school boards and administrators and politicians have pushed the education to, the the required curriculums have ventured away from traditional teaching, have tradi- uh, ventured away from traditional values, and not necessarily in a positive way. But they feel handcuffed. They feel like it's either A, they have to do that to keep their job, or B, they have to give up their jobs. At the end of the day, as a private sector, you know it's up to the businesses and uh, the unions how they interact. But in the public sector, you you should be standing on merit because you should have to stand on results. You should you should want to do that. I mean, I personally believe that regardless public or private sector, you should want to be able to stand on the merit of your own work. You should want to do the kind of work that would allow you to set yourself apart, preferably in a positive way. But I just – I don't believe that there's a legitimate place for public sector unions to begin with. The only thing that the teachers' unions in particular have really managed to do is they have made it nearly impossible to weed out bad teachers… That's about the only thing that their existence has accomplished, at least based on the uh, conversations that I've uh, had. (sighs) (laughs) Uh, Chief is uh, trying to correct me in the chat room saying that I'm wrong there, Tim. Lots of teachers get into the job because of the perks – That come with the politics Old saying Those that can do Those that can't teach I think that probably falls more Along the lines of the Collegiate level uh, (laughs) More so than necessarily uh, Lower levels But yeah, again uh, You may be right But I'm thinking in terms of the folks that Knew all along that they wanted to be teachers Not somebody who decided to become a teacher Because it got too tough to To make it in the private sector Of which there are some of those Let's go ahead and take that mid-hour break And on the other side We'll try and sneak in uh, One more culture war story Stay where you're at I'll be right back
2: The candy maker in Indiana wanted to produce a candy that would be a witness, so he made the Christmas candy cane. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, the candy maker began with a stick of pure white hard candy to symbolize the virgin birth and sinless nature of Jesus. The candy maker made the candy in the form of a J to represent the name of Jesus who came to earth as our Savior. It also represented the staff of the good shepherd who reaches down into the ditches of the world to lift out the fallen lambs that have gone astray. Realizing his candy was very plain, the candy maker stated with red stripes to symbolize the scourging Jesus received by which we are all healed. The large red stripe was for the blood shed by Jesus on the cross so that we could have the promise of eternal life. Unfortunately, the candy became known only as a candy cane, a meaningless decoration seen at Christmas time, but the meaning is still there for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. I pray that this symbol will again be used to witness the wonder of Jesus and his great love that came down to us remain the ultimate and dominant force in the universe today and forever. Merry Christmas and may God bless everyone. I'm Ron Edwards. Please check out the TheRonEdwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition.
3: Hello and welcome to your Songs and Stories for Soldiers Veterans Tip of the Day. So, are you getting too much or too little sleep to rest your brain? According to the National Sleep Foundation, too much sleep can be just as bad as too little sleep for you. Scientists think that about seven hours sleep is the optimum for refreshing the body. Here are some tips. Go to bed at the same time every day. Keep your bedroom cool and turn off the television. This has been your Veterans Tip of the Day. I'm Dan Perkins.
1: Staying with me through that very brief Break A couple of uh, notes From the chat room before I go any further New Orleans wake up uh, Said that unions built this country Uh, To a degree that's true Uh, True enough but actually I would say it was more The union members than the union Itself Uh, Your family members were union Members Uh, Not any immediate family Members actually and I Myself have never been a member of a union Therefore I am not being hypocritical By saying that uh, unions uh, Don't necessarily Serve a huge Positive uh, Force in the Modern age um, However I was not Attacking private sector Unions at this point now I've made Comments in regards to there as well uh, Personally I think anytime That the union uh, bosses Have to uh, Make sure they get their big piece of the pie, and they have to make sure they make huge contributions to campaigns and then try to tell members who to vote for. Um, all those are things that are outside the realm of representing uh, a group of people in the workforce. So, something to keep in mind there. However, uh, also made the point, asked the question, I should say, what about police unions, Tim? Well, I said uh, I really don't believe there's a place in the United States for police. Uh, Public sector unions at all And uh, I don't like police unions much for the same reason Uh, Again, there may have been a time And there may be the occasion Where they end up helping a good officer In some fashion But most of the time They just kind of make it harder uh, To weed out the people That should not be wearing the uniform And wearing the badge So again, not a fan of the unions Now, fully support police officers Uh, especially good police officers, particularly not necessarily the bad ones, Uh, do not support people who have no business being a police officer, being one. Uh, But the folks that are trying to do uh, a true service for their communities, I definitely support them. The unions, not so much. Now, uh, Chief did make uh, a great point, and it's one that I've made a few times uh, very similarly, but uh, not quite as eloquently, I must say. He said that unions have done a lot of good. The problem is that over time, unions came to run uh, primarily for the benefit of the union bosses, union members, be damned. And uh, yeah, we've seen that. Um, So there you have it. There's that. Now we will move on. Uh, One more story that I definitely wanted to get to uh, because it's not being talked about very much, mostly. And I think this one is, again – Important for the culture war, so it's worthy of conversation and being aware of. Uh, this past Monday, the Supreme Court actually declined to hear an appeal of a case from uh, parents in Oregon who want to stop transgender students from using locker rooms and bathrooms with students of the same biological sex. The Associated Press, uh, in a report, said, "Quote uh, the petition filed by the advocacy group Parents for Privacy." Was rejected by the justices without comment. The case, Parents for Privacy versus Barr, involved a high school student in Oregon who is biologically a girl but says she's a boy. Uh, The Dallas School District in Oregon's policy gave this student the right to share locker rooms and bathrooms with boys. In 2017, the parents of students in the school sued the district, arguing that the policy infringed on the privacy rights of their children. U.S. District Judge Marco A. Hernandez dismissed the action in 2018, prompting the parents to appeal that decision. Uh, So in July of 2019, the Ninth Circuit took on the case – and explained the case as follows. Quoting here, uh, the Dallas School District Number 2 implemented a student safety plan after a student who has been born and who remained biologically female publicly identifies as a boy and asked school officials to allow him to use the boy's bathroom and locker room. The plan acknowledged The student as a transgendered male and permitted him to use the boys' locker room and bathroom facilities with his peers. The Ninth Circuit also affirmed the district court's dismissal of the lawsuit filed by the parents, arguing that the school district's student safety plan wanted to avoid discrimination and guarantee the safety of transgender students. Again, the court stated. Quoting again, the panel held that plaintiffs failed to show that the contours of the privacy right protected by the 14th Amendment were so broad as to protect against the school district's implementation of the student safety plan. This conclusion was supported by the fact that the student safety plan provided alternative options and privacy protections to those who did not want to share facilities with the transgender student, even though those alternative options admittedly appeared inferior and less convenient. I want to stop for a second there. One of the major arguments in court uh, that has been used that why it's not good enough – for a school to make special accommodations for transgendered students, that they must in fact be permitted to use the same facilities as those of the same biological sex for which they identify as, is because for some reason that would be inferior, even if the accommodation… Would be to utilize uh, teacher's facilities, which I think we can all agree most likely, unless it's a really messed up school, is probably much better (laughs) than the uh, facilities uh, in most uh, public schools. So if it's not okay to expect a special case to utilize a different option because – they appear inferior and less convenient, then what makes it okay for you to expect any other group within the school? I mean eventually you're going to be discriminated against someone, right? Oh, no, well, well, these kids have a choice. Well, Well, so does that student. And this really is a case of your rights end where my rights begin, isn't it? Uh, Isn't there a flaw here in that level of logic? I mean uh, if you don't think so, okay, fair enough, but I'm left here wondering. Isn't there something wrong with expecting the burden to be on one group if you don't expect the other group, or in this case individual, to be held to the same burden? There is a concept of equal protection, right? Uh, Equal protection…  … is probably one of the most misunderstood arguments because uh, under equal protection, you really have to look at how everyone is being treated in a very specific manner before you can claim that you're not treating them the same. Uh, Lots of times a true literal reading of equal protection would negate a lot of the arguments that have been used to advance causes like same-sex marriage… Uh, people don't like the ideology of it, but strictly from a legal standpoint, uh, if I, as a straight person, am not allowed to marry another man, uh, and then uh, you, as a homosexual male, are not allowed to marry another man, that is equal treatment. I've been trying to make the argument that, no, no, it's not the same, because, but that's not true. Now, we've been to it, and I don't have an issue with uh, – same-sex marriage. I take a lot of heat on that, by the way, from my fellow conservatives and fellow Christians because they're all on me about how can you be okay with that? And it comes down to one very simple thing, and that is when we're talking about marriage in that context, what we're actually talking about is what the state is going to allow for a civil union. I think every state has the legal right since constitutionally it's a state issue, every state has the right to establish whatever grounds it wants to for it, and if you're not happy with that, you've got the right to move to a different state that you better prefer, their, uh, their allotments. I don't think that the government has any real role in actual on to goodness, straight-up lifetime commitment, spiritual connection marriage. I don't believe the government has the right to make me purchase a piece of paper or to jump through any particular hoops in order to be married to someone. But if you want to be recognized as part of that civil union, that's different. But that's government. That's the state. That is render the Caesar's territory as opposed to uh, what's actually meaning. And, and when it comes down to who you love, who you want to spend time with, who you want to be married to… That's between you and them, and it's a spiritual connection. It's between you, them, and your deity, presuming you even have one. Not my place to judge on any of that. Never tried to. But when it comes to same-sex marriage, I do tend to fall on the fact that uh, the Supreme Court should have simply come down on the side of it's not a federal issue… The states have those rights to determine what they do to recognize. And the fact that every state's a little different and you're expected to recognize one from another, it can get a little tricky. But uh, again, uh, those recognitions are short lived. I, I, I can't get a driver's license in the state of Kentucky uh, and live down here in Tennessee and expect my driver's license to be valid. Uh, for very long, even if I lived in Kentucky when I got it, uh, I can use that Kentucky driver's license for a while. But uh, as a resident of Tennessee, I'm expected to at some point within a reasonable amount of time, and there is a legally set amount of time – I'm just not sure what it is right offhand. Um, – you're expected to go get a Tennessee driver's license. Kind of the same deal, so again… It uh, doesn't matter much because nobody's challenged it at that level. Uh, the Supreme Court came down trying to assume a level of authority they don't have. Uh, that's a completely different argument though. Now, in writing for the Ninth nice Circuit, Judge A. Wallish, uh, Wallish, Wallace uh, – Wallace Tashima uh, said, quote, We also hold that a policy that treats all students equally does not discriminate based on sex. In violation of Title IX And that the normal use of privacy facilities Does not constitute actionable sexual harassment under Title IX Just because a person is transgender We hold further that the 14th Amendment Does not provide a fundamental parental right To determine the bathroom policies of the public schools To which parents may send their children either independent of the parental right to direct the upbringing and education of their children or encompassed by it. Finally, we hold that the school district's policy is rationally related to a legitimate state purpose and does not infringe plaintiff's First Amendment free exercise rights because it does not target religious conduct. All right, so with all that being said, that leaves these students in a school system where that's the rule. It leaves these parents being told they have no legal say in what transpires within that school. Just as much as you have the legal right to move from one state to another if you don't like how it is managed, you also can change what school your kids go to. Now, that's not quite as easy to do if you don't plan on moving. There are issues, but there are also uh, other legal avenues you can take. Why did the Supreme Court refuse to hear this case? That's the real question, and at the end of the day, I think the answer to that is also quite simple. When it has come to hot-button issues such as this, in recent Years The Supreme Court has taken any legitimate opportunity it has had to punt, (laughs) and if you'll forgive the football analogy going a little further, even if it means a quick kick on third down. They don't want to touch these things because they don't want to be the touchstones. They don't want to be the determiners of where society should go and should be. On one hand… I actually kind of have to admire that being the attitude because these are not things that should be determined in courtrooms. These are the things that a culture should determine in person, in real life. On the other hand, I do find it rather inconvenient that when it comes to a school system making a determination and establishing a – hierarchy amongst the students and determining that the others must accept it. I think there is some room for at least having the discussion. Ultimately, teachers are going to teach, school systems are going to do their thing, and at the end of all that, uh, parents of students need to know what their rights are, and they need to know how to Appropriately address them. I'm going to have to leave it there because I am quickly running out of time. But in the meanwhile, guys, thank you for being here. Appreciate you all spending the evening with me. And remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take the other guy's word for it. Take time, uh, do your own research, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Meanwhile, stay safe, stay healthy, and be smart, even if it goes against your nature. I'm out for now. See you Friday night. Bye, everybody.